life on Earth and human history, scientists and historians have some of the answers, but not all of them. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unearthed. I'm AZ. And I'm Nicole. And today we are going to unearth uh, the conspiracy surrounding the Vatican City. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. It's very, very keen. Lots of conspiracy theories, lots of theories around yep. it. Cool. So the Catholic Church, um, for like however many years it's been around, basically a long time, a long has, time. have had a lot of scandals in history and intrigue hidden within its walls, basically, Ooh. right? So the history and the intrigue into this has basically led to conspiracy theories we are going to examine right here today. Cool. Um, and because the Vatican City is a sovereign country, which I didn't know that, actually. Wait, um, really? Yeah, so it's a sovereign country. It can police mm-hmm. itself. And some claim that because of this, it basically chooses to hide its sins and chooses to, like, Whoa. basically say it's easy to murder someone in the Vatican City, basically. That's a whole That's kind of crazy that it's its own, mm-hmm. like, country. I did not know that. Yes. There so let's firstly start with, well... This first thing about, did the Vatican help hide war criminals? So this is the first kind of conspiracy mm. theory we're going to dive into today. Right. And so we'll start at World War II, because where yeah. else would you start with war criminals, hey? I guess, or the idea yeah, of war criminals. Yeah, true, true. So Adolf Hitler, um, when he invaded Yugoslavia uh, in April 1941, 11 days after uh, that, he basically, the Yugoslavia fell and Adolf Hitler was in charge, and so he put in what is called like a puppet government, I would say, right? Interesting. Yeah, so <laughs> the puppet yeah. government basically ruled over what we know now is uh, Croatia, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the people that were in charge of Croatia were called uh, Eustasia. I think that's how you say it, Eustasia, yes. And Eustasia. so they were an extreme fascist group in charge of this new state. Right, so okay. their ruler or mm-hmm. the leader of this party was uh, a Catholic anti Pavlik. Anti Pavlik. What does that yes. mean? And he All was, right. so he had it like his, his ideology, I would say, his yeah. like, beliefs. He was a combination of fascist, uh, fascist ideology and Catholicism and a devout Catholicism. So he Ooh, was a that's bit dangerous, both. So he was a bit, yeah. man. Right? Very dangerous. And because of this, it actually led to um, like a mass genocide um, where he was... What? Yeah, it was basically aimed to cleanse Croatia of all uh, non-Roman Catholics, but, all but non-Roman Catholics. So okay, if you then. were anything but a Roman <laughs> Catholic, bye-bye, basically. Bye-bye. Bye-bye to you. Yeah, right? okay. But then at the end of World War Two. The Catholic uh, Church, well, of course, everything was muddled up and trying to, like, war criminals were trying to escape and stuff like that. But actually, the Catholic Church, um, it is seemed, or, like, the theories go that they basically, while other fascists were being brought to trial and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the Catholics were protecting their own. So they were protecting, like, Pavlik, basically, because he was a Catholic, right? Oh, is that his name? Yeah, Anti Pavlik, that's his name. Yes. Did you no? <laughs> I thought it was some like special type of like Catholic stuff. No, no, that's And his I was name. like, 
what does that mean? <laughs> you can literally, you'll hear me say, what does that mean? <laughs> Some dude's name. Oh gosh, what that's a bit mean? embarrassing. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's name. kind of funny. I generally didn't think that was a name. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to anti-public and war and stuff like that. <laughs> so basically many believe that the Vatican and the USA, or the US government, basically helped uh, uh, these... Um, Catholics, basically, or fascist Catholics, mm. I would call them. Mm. I don't know what. Yes, uh, to escape um, and stuff mm. like that. And there was a special agent, William Gowan, who was actually given a job to arrest a Eustasia troops, such as Pavlik. And um, wow, yeah. So, like, surely they did help some people escape. Like, yes, isn't that inevitable? Know. Yeah, but I'll, I'll explain to you why people think that. They um, basically help them. them. Okay, if that makes okay. sense, right? But first, Fair we have enough. to backtrack to being like, well, in Croatia, if you were in Croatia, you had to go through this Croatian uh, professional college, which is basically backed by the Vatican. So it was a college backed by the Vatican, and if you you had to register there. Um, as a Croatian refugee to get then identity documents, basically, right? And stuff like that. So what they, I guess the theory goes is like Pavlik, well, he needed new documents to get out and escape. Yeah. And so he went to this college um, because, of course, he was a Catholic. The priests of this college provided these new documents for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's provided these documents so that he could escape, basically, is the gist of it, right? Cool. Um, but the idea is, well, like, uh, my question is, why would these priests help a war criminal whose regime was brutal, basically? But did they know that he was a war criminal? Yes. Yes, they, they did. did? Yeah, because he was, he was in charge of the Eustace of Havlik was... Oh, yeah. so they would have known his face. They, they would have known. It's kind of like, well, everyone knew Adolf Hitler was in charge, right? Oh, know? okay. Like, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like it was some random guy. Mm. He could just rocked up at this college and be like, yo, my yeah. name is, mm. I don't know. Yes. I don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, why people think that they help the war criminals and stuff mm-hmm. like that is because Catholics and communism were enemies at this time. Yeah, still are kind of yeah. thing. Like they were just they were fighting. There was a little bit of a war going on mm-hmm. um, between them, and this was also because at the end of world the World War Two, communists were going around like sweeping uh, Eastern mm-hmm. Europe, right, and basically destroying like Catholic churches and all this oh, wow. stuff. And so, the Vatican um, is it said is like so claimed that a man of faith like Pavlik, even though he was a fascist as well yep, and very yep. brutal um would able to fight back against communism and so hopefully win the fight against communism right bring down communism right. basically okay the, okay i don't think that was the best approach but anyway yeah who knows <laughs> so special agent william gowan um as i said he was tasked with trying to capture eustasia uh, troops yeah and he was on to pavlik but mm-hmm. before he could arrest him, he was actually stopped, or he says he was stopped by his superiors, uh, given a phone call and said, hey, don't arrest Pavlik. You cannot arrest Pavlik. Oh, that's shady. Right? Um, Very shady. And so why would they stop him from arresting Pavlik? So basically this whole idea that US, the USA and the Catholic 
church wanted to save mm. these fascist war criminals from justice in order to help them fight against communism, basically. Fight mm. against communism and save, fight against the new enemy, which was communism now, instead of Adolf Hitler kind of thing. And so, yeah, the, they think that this was a whole, like the Vatican was not just one rogue piece, but it was a whole system behind it. So the whole of Vatican and I guess the whole of the US government as well was behind this. That's crazy. Yes. And scary, because that's scary. actually true, man. Yeah, it is scary. Well, it's okay. true. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you guys can think, maybe you believe this. I don't know. But even though they, if they wanted this, that the US yeah. and Pavlik yeah. wants, oh, oh, not Pavlik, US and the Vatican wanted Pavlik to lead and fight against communism. Yeah. They were very disappointed, though, because actually he, once he kind of escaped, he uh, lived the rest of his life in um, Argentina and mm-hmm. Spain, basically, where he died. Right? <clears throat> so okay. he did nothing for them. So him, them saving him, very pointless. So, yes. So stupid that stupid. they saved him. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that's the first kind of conspiracy. The second is the attempted assassination on the Pope John Paul II. Oh, right? let's so go. So John Paul was elected in 1978, and he was actually the first non-Italian Pope, and that was a big thing, like non-Italian Pope. That, I feel like that's pretty big because like, the Pope <laughs> yes. is like a big deal. Yeah, the Pope is a big deal, and he was non-Italian. He was actually Polish, and he came from communist Poland. So, oh, yeah, it was a very, very big deal. Wait, was he actually assassinated? No, he wasn't. He was attempted. It was an attempt. Oh, okay, so he okay. got shot, but it didn't. Right? Is it's, that now why, like, the Pope's wear like, the security stuff under their I'm robes? assuming so. Is it called robes? I don't know. Yeah, robes. Um, whatever they have, they get up. Yeah, because like, I, I swear I've heard, like, people saying that mm. they wear, like, all this, like, not armor. That's definitely the wrong word, but, like, protection, protection stuff. Protection, yes, yeah. I'm assuming it's probably because of that bit. Because I'm assuming lots of people are going to yeah. try to kill the Pope. <laughs> not us. We not us. do that, but... <laughs> So John Paul II, he was a very charismatic person and the young liked him and he became a worldwide superstar. He literally did. He was very, very famous. But on the 13th of May, 1991, there were gunshots out in St. Peter's Square uh, and three bullets basically went slammed into his body and he was critically wounded. So this is the assassination that happened on that day. But he didn't die. Um, and so what the theory goes is, was this a lone gunman, right? Yeah, yeah. Or was it a sophisticated KGB plot to kill John Paul because he was seen as a threat to the Soviet Union and communism? So John Paul was very, he was very critical, I would say, of communism. He really oh, was. He was okay, fighting okay, against it. So okay. that's where the idea of, oh, the KGB kill him, basically. Right? Mm. So... John yep. Paul, yeah, as I said, he was very charismatic and he wanted to be seen as one of the people. He didn't want to be seen as this godlike figure, would I say? Yeah. Right? He wanted to be beloved and he was beloved, basically. So this was a shock. Uh, people were deeply shocked by this assassination, mm-hmm. basically. They, like, it was like people were crying, yada, yada, yada. Right? Yeah. Yep. So the person who was arrested, he was a Turkish citizen called Ali Adja, right? Cool. Um, and he was an extreme right winged, well, had extreme right winged views, right? Um, okay. And he was, he had like, I think he'd been in Turkish, he had like, assat, like killed a journalist sometime mm-hmm. before. Like, he was kind of on the radar of being a very, I would say, bad person, right? Bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but many, when, I guess, they began to question his motive behind the whole 
his whole shooting of the Pope, why he shot the Pope. Yeah, okay. Um, and the theory kind of goes is that he was a hired gunman, right? So he's hired. Um, but if he was a hired gunman, he wasn't actually saying who paid him or who was hiring him. He was. But maybe he was paid to not say. Maybe he was paid to not say. I mm, don't know. You have to think what about that. What do you that? guys think? I'm not I'm sure. I'm just saying. Yes, but his behaviour and his very statements throughout his questioning, I guess, were very contradictory. Many of them were contradictory of each other oh, okay. kind of thing. And so there wasn't a very clear... They couldn't clearly um, derive I, what mm. the conclusion of his motives or if he was a lone gunman or if he wasn't a lone gunman kind of thing. It's right. like very up okay. in the air kind of yeah. thing. So I guess that's where the conspiracy theories come into it kind yeah. of thing. So according to one of... Um, a person called Nigel West. He yeah. says um, there is evidence that the contents of uh, Ali Adra's pockets, there was local telephone numbers. So he had a paper, had local telephone, and the three numbers were of three different Bulgarians who were in Rome, right? And these Bulgarians <laughs> so were like from the Bulgarian embassy and government, yeah. kind of thing. In the yes, right? Okay. But however, my question is, why would Bulgaria firstly a a very well, it is a communist, um, I guess, country, or was then, uh, in Eastern Europe. Okay. Uh, but it had no formal ties with the Vatican. So why would they Why would they be interested in killing the Pope, right? I don't know. So according to the theory, the Bulgarian Secret Service basically operated as a hide gunman for the KGB and on behalf of the Soviet Union. Um, but the guy wasn't Bulgarian, was he? No, he wasn't. He was uh, oh, okay. Turkish, right? But right. anyway, this, this, this is how it goes. So, basically, it's like, well, why would the Soviet Union want to kill a high-profiled religious leader? And so, John Paul II, yeah. as we said, he was Polish-born, and he lived under communist regime, which basically suppressed his religion of Catholicism. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And so, true. he became very outspoken and critical against communism uh, and communist atheism, right? Yeah. So, right. he was very against it, and he was fighting to end communism and because during that time, communism at the end of World War Two, kind of like, well, there's the Soviet Union, and they mm. had a, they were in Berlin, and um, yeah, was it Berlin? Okay. I can't remember where it was. But, like they, they had a few, they were a ruling power, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he was very critical and fighting against that. Mm-hmm. And so what it goes is like because of this, John the Second had to be neutralized. Was seen to be he had to be neutralized. And yep. this plan to neutralize him emerged, basically. And so, yeah, the idea of was Ali Adja the lone gunman or was he a fallout guy for a desperate KGB to mm. kill John Paul because John Paul would have brought down um, communism for the Soviet Union and the KGB, basically, right? Mm. But there's a professor. Um, his name is John Pollard does not think so. He does not think that... Yep. Um, he was a fallout guy for the KGB because mm-hmm. he says there's not really evidence in the last, like, since that time, since World War Two ended, there's, there hasn't been any evidence from the Vatican City or, um, I guess, the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. I guess, that there was this KGB plot kind of thing, right? Yeah, okay. So, anyway, I don't know what you think or what you guys out there mm-hmm. think. Do you think that it was a KGB plot or do you think it was a lone gunman? I'm not really sure. I'm very, like... Who knows? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, it's very, it's very ugh, muddled up, right? Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, so, so the Soviet Union, though, did collapse and its states did collapse in 1989. So, so the communism, the communist regime was collapsed. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Right. So I don't know so what you think about that. There's not enough evidence to, like... Yeah, to conclusively be like, oh, which this ones... Person did yeah. yeah. All right, so the third conspiracy theory around, surrounded the Vatican is to do with Robert Calvi and the Vatican Bank. Right. There's a Vatican bank? There's a Vatican bank. I don't well, know bank... anything about the Vatican, yeah. as you can see. <laughs> yeah. So the Vatican right. bank, um, while it was trying to help thousands against against uh, from communism, like saving them from communism, yeah. Yeah. it is believed that they were also engaged in what was like murder and conspiracy and corruption mm. and all this kind of That stuff, makes right? such a good like, horror like, movie. Maybe. Don't you think? <laughs> like, could, call it murder at the it's it's probably, a, that's probably a movie. It probably is. It's not an original <laughs> idea, but anyway. <laughs> so Robert Calvi, he was one of Italy's top bankers. Um, and it is claimed that he was involved in money laundering um, of like mafia money um, at the Vatican Bank and kind of thing. So he was involved. So mafia would kind of slip money into the Vatican Bank and it would be cleansed. And he would help with that. Cleansed? Like cleansed of of being mafia money, if that makes sense. So, it's, oh, so I'm it imagining like traced. washing this yeah. money or something. That doesn't yes. make any sense. Okay, so yeah. It kind of the the idea is like, well, he was um because he, he was so involved in this process at the Vatican yeah. Bank and all this kind of stuff. Well, he was he was killed because he right. knew too much. And I'll explain why. We'll go on and explain why. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So, Robert uh, Calvi, he was nicknamed God's Banker because he banked at the Vatican Bank, or a bank that was backed by the Vatican City, would I say. <laughs> the Vatican, right. The Vatican backed this bank. And so was oh, my goodness. This, right? Okay, yeah. Um, but he was actually, as I said, he was found dead, and he was found dead in London in 1982, hanging from Blackfriars Bridge in London. So, Blackfriars is a bridge in London, and wow. he was found there. Um, and at first it actually seemed a logical conclusion that he committed suicide right, and that it was okay. a suicide. And so, yeah, but not yeah. everyone agreed. Um, and they didn't think his death was an accident. So they thought someone in the Vatican and the mafia oh, kind of like, killed him. Even if that happened, thing. like you can't even stop them. They're just so powerful. Yeah. Like, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, I know. Isn't that scary? Mm. Um, and the reason for this, because uh, Calvi had been directly um, associated or close involvement with an archbishop, Paul McCannis. And Paul McCannis was the, he was um, a Vatican member, shall yeah. I say. And he was the head of the Vatican's own bank. Right? Oh, okay. okay. And it also claimed that he himself had strong ties with mafia and stuff like that kind of thing. Because aren't right? the mafia like Italian? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's right. other mafias, but anyway. So, the Vatican Bank, it does not act like any other bank. It kind of, like, the, it kind of, I guess, hides mafia money and cleanses it. And yeah. so it, it actually can't be touched or reached by the Italian government or any other government, like the FBI or anything. Like, yeah. you can't touch it. The Vatican Bank is like, woof, don't touch it. Yeah. Right? But um, this archbishop, McCannis, um, had no actual experience with running a bank, right? He was not an experience. He was, he was a member of the he, Vatican. Why was he in charge of the bank then? Because oh, Pope yes. Paul, John Paul II really liked this archbishop. 
And so he was head That's of the bank. That's so silly. Just because you like someone doesn't mean you put them in charge of a bank. I know. But so then many believe that's why Robert Calvi comes into the theory because basically uh, the Archbishop needed help from the banker, Calvi, who was a very... Oh, he was okay. a banker, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he, Calvi's dealings helped transform basically the Vatican into a financial powerhouse is mm. what it goes. All right. But then... The Bank of Italy got wind of Calvi's illegal dealings and money transfers, right? And so in 1981, Calvi was given a suspended gold sentence uh, of yep. four years and uh, fined uh, 14 Euro pounds or euros, money, million euros, right, for illegally exporting uh, money from Italy, basically. So he was put in jail for four years. Yeah, so he was going to go to jail, basically, and stuff like that. But he wouldn't take sole responsibility. And the reason okay. they think this is because he wrote to the Pope saying that the church was going to suffer the greatest damage. So basically Ooh. it was seen as a threat, right? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's seen as a threat, basically. Okay. But days before he was supposed to be going to prison, he actually fled to London. So he fled Italy to London. So he escaped going to prison to go to London. Yeah, so he escaped oh, that would not happen to today. London. Um, <laughs> and I guess stopped. this kind of sort of sealed his fate, and some people say, right? Yeah. Um, and because he knew too much and he was so involved with, I guess, the Vatican Bank and the mafia, was wondering mm. uh, and this illegal stuff, yeah. um, he needed to be silenced. He knew too much, and so he needed to be silenced, according to the, I guess, You mean he just knew too much about the mafia money stuff? Yeah, he knew too much about the dealings and stuff like that, and so it's like, bye-bye. Otherwise, because he was going to spill, so it's sort of just strange, yeah. so he needed to be silenced because of this. And so he was, basically, he was silenced, and he was found yep. at Blackbriar Bridge in London. Um, and actually... Because of his death, the biggest financial benefactor of his death was said to be actually the Archbishop Marquinus. So that Archbishop oh, he had dealings okay. with yep. and the Vatican Bank. So the Vatican yep. apparently had the most, basically benefited because this money disappeared and this mm -hmm. all this disappeared and everything remained normal. So nothing was leaked and stuff like that information. Yeah, yeah. So okay. they benefited. Um at first, I did say that his his death was actually by uh, the city of London police was um, as a suicide. It was called a suicide. Yeah, it was it was a suicide. Yeah. But then, actually, in two thousand and three, they reopened the case and said it was a murder inquiry. So it's still an ongoing murder inquiry, and they haven't had anyone mm. um, convicted or anything kind of thing. So yeah, there's okay. nothing there. Um, but it is an ongoing murder inquiry because there's just so much evidence that it was not a um, m not a suicide, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. um, he was kind of found going with two Italian people on a boat um, at the midnight, um, and so there's just like <laughs> that's sketchy. Yeah. So <laughs> very sketchy. Like that. And okay. just like he was found, and also this place, Blackfriars Bridge, is a very public place, and so it's kind of like, oh, is it a message kind of thing? And it could be a message, thing, actually. You know? So yeah. don't mess with us. Or you yeah. Die. So it's they believe it's a murder, and it, it, that it wasn't foul. That was there was foul play yeah. involved in this. So yeah, so that that's an ongoing murder. So I don't know what you guys think was the mafia and the Vatican involved in yeah Calvi's murder and death. I um, think so. Who knows? 
So the fourth and final conspiracy theory that is related to the Vatican is the mysterious death of Pope John Paul I. So not John Pope II. I mean, not John John Paul II, John Paul I. Okay. Okay. And so many believe if the Vatican could kill a Catholic banker like Calvi, they are very capable of murdering a Pope. Okay. So that that's the idea. Isn't the Pope in charge of the Vatican? Yes, but you'll you'll understand why he was, why they think oh, he was dead. Right. Oh, okay. 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 So in eighteen, in nineteen, not eighteen. My goodness. In nineteen seventy-eight, Pope John Paul the first was elected. And he was actually nicknamed the Smiling Pope. That's he was nice. very smiling. He very was very nice. like, um, and he was unlike his predecessor, who was who had very strong conservative views, I guess. Um, and he, and the pre, his predecessor was very um, uh, opposed to the idea of like birth control, and they were very traditionalists mm. and all this kind of stuff. But John Paul the First views um, was viewed. Uh, very different to, I guess, the Vatican's traditions. Yeah, Particularly okay. when it came to, I guess, birth control. This is like... Because the, there was overpopulation. Like, our world is growing and people... Yeah. There's, like, so many yeah. more people now, even just today. And so, I guess it's becoming an issue of this idea of overpopulation, right? And yeah. where do you feed and all this, all the issues related to overpopulation, right? Yeah. And so... I guess he saw this issue and he was starting to have conversations about, well, I guess using birth control to help, I guess, millions from suffering um, and I guess having children um, and then having those children suffer because of hunger or starvation or whatever. Yeah, there's not enough food or something. Yeah, so kind of using birth control as um, a way to help the world world kind of thing. Yes. Um, But then I guess... Because of this, he, um, it kind of people saw it as kind of going maybe against what uh, their doctrine was going and yeah. saying and their conservative views and this whole idea of like birth control and God and you can't have that kind of thing. Um, mm. And so he kind of made many enemies, right? And and before he could actually make any changes and stuff and put this into force or anything, yeah. thirty days into his new role, he was actually found dead. Right. Mm. Oh my word! And it's officially, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's officially said that it was a heart attack, right? Mm. So it's officially said it was a heart attack, but many believe that it was bas- he was basically murdered by the priests and the Vatican City, and that the Vatican City basically got away with murder, right? So they got Whoa. away with murder. All right okay. then. So one thing we have to understand is that the Vatican, as I said, they are a sovereign state and they are a city-state within Rome. And so it actually, it, it doesn't have police and it follows its its own law. It doesn't follow any other law. It doesn't follow mm. the Italian law. It, it, it rules themselves, basically. So they... Um, they don't have this, so if they don't have a police force and, yep. and no outside can yep. come in. So actually the Italian police force have to be invited in. They've been right. so invited, invited in. Whoa! Right. All right. So then. that's how much. That's I guess that's how much power the Vatican City have. And so this is the this is where the idea of well, the Vatican City is the easiest place to commit murder because of this own yeah. rule because they rule themselves basically. And I get right, that though. Right, it right? makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Which is very like oh yes like hey look guys yeah. I've got some shady stuff yeah right. Um, 
And generally with this kind of death of John Paul I, there would be an autopsy under Italian law. Because they rule themselves, there was actually no autopsy done on John Paul I. No, right? that's really sketchy. No autopsy. And so people believed because of this there was foul play because they didn't want to have an autopsy as well. That's and sketchy. also, secondly, they started actually contradicting themselves again and again and again. Um, yeah. And this was, like, shown in, well, first they would report that he was found sitting up pleasantly, smiling in bed, reading the book, uh, reading a book called The Lamentation of Christ. But it turns out there was actually no evidence that he was reading this book. That's the first thing. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> okay. But then also the Vatican claimed that he was actually found by his private secretary, right? But he it has actually a private turned... secretary? Yeah, he has a private secretary. I mean, it doesn't really yeah. surprise me. But he was actually found... He wasn't found by his private secretary. He was found by a nun. So people then also was like, oh my goodness, like they're contradicting themselves. Yeah. This could be foul play. And so they actually, through their dealings or what led after the to his death, um, led to this idea of conspiracies forming mm. kind of thing. So we will actually never know what truly happened with his death. Was it natural? Was it not? I don't know what you guys think. I don't know what I think. I don't like, know. It could, it could just die of natural and it's just a coincidence that it happened then or whatever, 30 days. Who knows? Right? Yeah. So what are your last thoughts about this whole thing of the Vatican? Very confusing. But city, also these conspiracy theories. It's confusing but also like scary because I feel like they're just mm. so powerful that you just yeah. can't do anything about it. Yes, yes. They yeah. are very powerful thing and like not have and and the idea that they can rule themselves and no one can yeah. come in and stuff like that that's like crazy yeah. right so i don't know what you guys think let us know what you guys think maybe hopefully mm. um do you think what do you think of these conspiracy theories and mm. all that kind of stuff so here at unearth we have uncovered uh conspiracy theories surrounding i guess the vatican city which yeah has been really cool to und like dive into and stuff. Mm. So please like, subscribe, download, and tell all your friends. This has been on Earth with Asia and Nicole. See you, you next time. time. Enjoying the Active FM shows? Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven, Twitter and Gab at FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash triple seven, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate, find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.